Hello, everybody. This is Danielle Ralston. I am an ADHD coach. I'm also a business strategist and own my own marketing agency. I am work with ADHD entrepreneurs to teach them to hack their own dopamine. I teach them life and business skills so because we operate differently than everybody else, let's face it. So I try to walk through and show everybody how to live the life that you want to live without getting as frustrated with everything that you have to do every day. So if you have joined us, you have access to this workbook. It has been emailed to you, whether you're joining um, last second or not, it went out right with the first email. Uh, now, as of today, I sent it so it goes out with the first email. So you have access to this, but you can also find this over at organizedoperations.support. Uh, if you go to the mini workshops, you can find it. It is clicked right there. There will be a copy of this video here, there for replay, as well as this workbook for you to download and utilize. So I have been working with ADHD entrepreneurs for about 15 years, but I am the mom of an ADHD child. If you haven't been able to tell in the last two minutes, I am also ADHD. So I've been dealing with this for 47 something years. And I have learned how to make ADHD my superpower. It is something that took me probably 30 years to do and how to really learn to figure out what all of my triggers are and figure out what all of the chemicals my brain needed in order to function at its best. So we all know that ADHD causes chaos, but what, how does it actually do that? ADHD is a condition and it's characterized by the in, inability to control your attention span. But that is not because you're lazy or stupid or don't care or whatever the excuses we've all heard all of our lives, or we talk too much and our brains aren't listening because we're talking too much or whatever the teachers have told you over the years, it really is down to brain chemicals. So the area of our brain that is affected by ADHD affects problem solving, affects our memory, our language, the stumbling over our words because the brain and the mouth aren't going at the same speed. You will notice I do that quite a bit. It affects our motivation. We lack motivation some days. We just can't find that motivation. Impulse control. We like to shop. We like to talk. We like to blurt things out when it's not necessarily appropriate. We always have a story to go with whatever's going on in a conversation, all of those things, because that's that social behavior, impulse control piece. We love to plan. And this is something... People say, well, ADHD people can't plan and follow through. No, 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 no. We love to plan. We just don't get beyond the whole planning thing, like the using the plan thing. But that's that decision making and that attention piece and that judgment and the motivation and the impulse control. It all goes together. And then we have time perception issues. How many of us will get on Facebook to look for one thing? We're looking for one thing and then find ourselves there five hours later. For me, it's TikTok. I get lost on TikTok for hours at a time because it's feeding my dopamine fix. So the, knowing that these things are, they're part of who we are, and believe it or not, each of those things with the time perception, I might, maybe not, but each of the everything else on this list right here actually can turn your ADHD into a superpower, except the time perception. I have not figured that out or been able to hack that for any of us yet. I have tried. I've kind of given up and allow yourself to go down those rabbit holes sometimes because believe it or not, that's actually good for your brain. So we all know our brains are made up of different 
neurons and they transmit signals all over the brain and they do a whole bunch of stuff. I've got all the science here for you. This is something I learned in college. This is something I've done a ton of research on. When my son was young, we were dealing with ADHD and I didn't have these resources that we have today. Internet was a thing, but it was, there was hardly anything on the internet at that point. It was hard to find information. There weren't a whole lot of books for parents to help with your ADHD child that weren't things like Dr. Spock, you're a bad parent if your child is ADHD or something along those lines. So the this information was so hard to find back then. And I went looking because I needed it. So we have different areas of our brain that control high level functions of what we do. Attention, executive function, organization, the frontal cortex of our brain. And we'll notice that executive function, it, we have, uh, as ADHD people, we have executive dysfunction many, many, many parts of the time. Um, and then we have the limbic system that's deeper in our brains that regulates our emotions and our attention span. Okay, so there's two areas of our brain that are affected by this. And then there's the basal ganglia. Um, they, that's the part that if we feel like our brain has short circuits in it, yeah, yeah, that's also affected. And then you have the reticular activating system, which is the relay system between all of the pieces of our brain. Yeah, that's broken too. So. I don't get anybody that says that ADHD is just a behavioral issue or anything. It affects four major areas of our brains. And I give you all of that science and all of the things because it's important to realize that you have to find that brain chemical balance for yourself. And that's why ADHD drugs work so well for many of us. They don't work for everyone. I am not medicated. I cannot take medication for my ADHD because it causes some really serious physical issues for me. But I know many ADHD people, my sister being one of them, who has been on, I believe she takes Adderall, and it is the greatest thing ever for her. It's because your brain chemicals are affected by this. It's not because you're lazy or stupid or any of the things that we have been told, especially if you're over 30, um, that you have heard through this time. Now I have a story for you. I was diagnosed as mentally retarded as a child because I couldn't read. I couldn't sit down and sit still in school. I couldn't stop talking. I, I literally couldn't control my own lens most of the time there. I was always moving. I was always fidgeting. And that in the 70s was considered a huge issue. And again, diagnosed as mentally retarded because of it. Again, that does not happen now. People recognize that ADHD is a thing. But less than 7% of women are diagnosed with ADHD. They're usually diagnosed with anxiety disorder um, and uh, ADHD can look like a serious anxiety issue, bipolar, things like that, when it's actually ADHD. So if you see this in your girls, definitely force the doctor to really listen, which that's another whole situation that, that you really, I could talk to you about all day and get my soapbox, but I won't. So we have serotonin in our brains that affects some things, dopamine and endorphinin endorphins. So each of these chemicals do different things in our brains. And as ADHD people, dopamine affects the uptake of serotonin and endorphins. So we need to make sure that we don't just focus on the dopamine, but we focus also on the endorphins and the serotonin. 
so, and this is the serotonin being low and not being uh, taken up by our brains as much as it needs to be is why so many of us get diagnosed as uh, having anxiety disorders because you're not getting that serotonin in the way that your brain needs to have it. So serotonin is the chemical me messenger that acts as the mood stabilizer. So it stabilizes your hormones, stabilizes your mood, your feeling of well-being, your feeling of happiness. It enables your nervous system cells to communicate with each other. So that also affects your sleeping, your eating, and your digestion. How many ADHD people, I'm one of them, forget to eat? Or it's time to sleep and our bodies are revving up instead of slowing down. That's a serotonin issue. Dopamine regulates mood and muscle movement. And it's also part of the brain's pleasure and reward system. So it affects your memory, it affects your movement, and it affects your focus. So, okay, serotonin affects your sleeping, eating, digestion, and stabilizes your mood. Dopamine affects your movement, memory, and focus. And then endorphins are an analgesic, which that an analgesic diminishes pain receptors, acts as a sedative, and it keeps your brain able to get to the pleasure centers and to cope with pain or stress. But the other things with the lacks of them create movement, memory, focus, create sleeping, eating, digestion. And when none of those things work together, your cortisol levels skyrocket. Many ADHD people live with very, very high cortisol levels, and that's how they function. Keeping your cortisol level and your stress level high is a, an alternative to having your dopamine, your endorphins, and your serotonin working correctly. So this is why it is so important that we hack our dopamine and we understand our dopamine, because when you have your dopamine in the correct levels and you're getting what you need at a consistent rate throughout the day because unlike some people where they can do like run in the morning and that dopamine high they can stay in that dopamine high all day that does not work for adhd people that's not to say that running isn't a great way to up, have an uptake in dopamine but we need consistent input of dopamine throughout the day so we really need all of these hormones for say, as all of the essential processes of our body, our heart rate, our mood, our feelings, our digestion, our focus, our movement, like physical movement, it affects everything. And when dopamine, when your dopamine is a good, you have motivation. It boosts your creativity, but creativity can create dopamine. So the, it's a self-containing cycle, which is really, really good for, and most ADHD people are extremely creative. They don't necessarily need to be an artist. I am complete, I can't draw a straight line. I can barely write my own name, but I'm super creative. I write content all of the time. I'm always thinking of new ways to put things together and help businesses grow, things like that. That's a level of creativity. Not all ADHD people are just artists. So how are you going to create the success hormones for your brain so that you have stability throughout your day. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I've given you the science behind dopamine, endorphins, and serotonin. Go back and read it. I didn't read it to you word for word because that doesn't matter. But how are you going to create dopamine? You know that eating 
nourishes your body so that your brain can get the nourishment it needs if your muscles and your your bloodstream and all of that gets everything you need. How are you going to create the dopamine? So I've given you a worksheet here of things that create dopamine, things that, and everybody is going to be different. So I'm going to give you what works for me. What works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you, but my dopamine creation, I know that coffee creates dopamine for me. I know that taking a walk in the sun creates dopamine for me. Oh, wait, serotonin is created when you do something physical. So taking a walk can create serotonin. That also creates endorphins. So there are some of these that broach all three barriers and will carry across everything. And those are the things that you want to make sure that you're incorporating in your daily life. Now, I can't always take a walk in the sun. Sometimes it's raining. I no longer live in the North, but it used to snow all the time. I wasn't going outside to walk when it was negative 25. That wasn't happening. But what are other things that work for you? I know that watching TikTok is a dopamine increase for me. I know that cooking a meal creates dopamine. Now, cooking a meal causes me issues because I have to have the motivation to get there. We all know what that looks like. So what are some things that are going to give me the motivation I need to create the dopamine? Coffee, caffeine, and any form. Red Bull, coffee, tea, chocolate. Oh, chocolate. That's a good, I got to put that on there. But that also creates serotonin. So when you look at the things that create all of your things for you. Now, for me, another thing that creates dopamine is, is deep breathing. If I can get myself to take some deep breaths, I know that I'm going to create a tiny hit. It's only a tiny hit of dopamine, but I know that I'm going to create a tiny hit of dopamine for myself. So that's a putting my shoulders back, breathing in for five seconds, holding for seven seconds and breathing out for five seconds. That right there creates a tiny hit for dopamine. And sometimes that's enough for me to do that next thing that maybe needed a little motivation to go with it. The other thing, listening to music. Almost all ADHD people, not everybody, has a kind of music that just types you up. So listening to that music, listening to that one song, getting up, doing a dance party. This does a few things for you. This is also an, a serotonin uptake when you move and you incorporate movement. And it's also an endorphin driver because you're moving your body, you're creating endorphins, which creates serotonin, which creates dopamine, or maybe it's dopamine that creates endorphins, creates serotonin. There's no clear science on that. But some of these things, when you try to look at them and, and really take a look, you're creating those things that you can do across all three that create all three. So you can be creating just some hormones for endorphins, which will then help with dopamine, which will then help with serotonin, or maybe it's the serotonin you get from that. And that will help 
increase the dopamine and help increase the endorphins. It's finding those little bits and pieces for your brain so that you can truly understand how all of these pieces work together for you. But again, what makes you happy? And, and everybody's like, well, how do I find my dopamine? What makes you happy? What, what eating, what item makes you happy? Strawberries make me happy. Strawberries just make me happy. I eat a strawberry and I'm instantly happy. So what else makes you happy? I'd love to read sci-fi books. I love to watch Star Wars. What does your body love? What creates that feeling and sense of happiness and contentment? And when I'm having a really terrible day and as an I own an agency, I own a coaching business, I have a full team. I have days where I don't wanna get out of bed. I don't want to take that shower. I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to get dressed. Everything hurts. My hair hurts. My skin hurts. My clothes hurt. My ears hurt. Everything hurts. I don't want to move and I don't want to do something. When that happens, how can I create that dopamine so I can get that motivation so I can create endorphins and so I can have that serotonin that I need? And for me, it could be watching stupid videos of Star Wars stuff. It could be watching... Um, somebody talk about Easter eggs and Star Wars movies or a Star Wars TV show, that will help. And that doesn't mean I'm sitting down and watching a three hour movie, but I'm giving myself those little hits. So how are you going to create those little hits? Um, I wish I had a few more people on the call with us so that we could like go through what creates dopamine for you. I have a client that I know what creates dopamine for her is gardening, going out and working in her garden for like 10 minutes. And she does it every morning during the nice weather to give herself that hit. Running, running is a big one. Exercising, running, um, those things can create serotonin, they can create dopamine, they create the endorphins. What creates those things for you? What makes you happy? What gives you going? Getting a hug from your kid, getting a hug from your husband, maybe something a little more from your husband creates that dopamine and those endorphins and that serotonin. Or maybe you need to do those things that are pleasure creating for you in order to spend more intimate time with your husband. That's all perfectly normal. We have a chemical imbalance in our brains, like in four areas of our brains. Four areas of your brain, you're missing those chemical pieces. How are you going to take the time to figure out what are your pleasure creating things that you could do? They might be physical, they might be food, they might be coffee, they might be going to Starbucks and sitting and watching the world go by around you. If I cannot concentrate, I have found my husband is in a band. If I am exhausted and just haven't been able to rate good content or anything, I know that if I go sit in the bar while my husband is playing, I will rate some of the most amazing content. I've created some great courses for clients and things like that when I've been sitting in a loud bar. What's going to create those things for you? I hope that this helps break things down a little more for you. Again, we're missing four areas of our brain are not working correctly because we don't have the chemicals we need. So how are we gonna create those chemicals today? I hope that 
you interact below. Uh, if you're on organized operations support, please talk in that thread that I set up that has all of this information for you. I want to hear what creates dopamine for you, what creates endorphins, what creates serotonin. Let's talk and let's find those things for ourselves and then hold ourselves accountable to create those for ourselves. I hope you all have a great day today. I am not trying to sell you anything or trying to pitch you anything. I was just trying to give you everything that you need to create this, what you need. We do have Nicola here. I don't know if she's available to talk. Do you have any questions, Nicola, or, or something that you want to add to this? Nicola is a nutritionist, so she might have something to add to us here. Oh, that's true. Um, from that point of view, it's definitely, I agree with you about the, the, the hits um, and, on, and, you know, some things might give me a hit of dopamine, but then it affects the blood sugar. So for example, chocolate or some crunchy Doritos or something, it might give me the energy to do the task in the short term, but then it'll spike the blood sugar and then it'll crash. And then the rest of the day, you won't be able to concentrate at all. Um, so there's kind of like a double-edged sword with some of these things. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Cause you, we can't all survive on 20 cups of coffee all day long to keep, to keep that dopamine up. It's, and it's really, it's not one thing either. And I think that's something I forget is that you have to have multiple dopamine intakes or endorphin intakes or serotonin intakes throughout the day. Cause again, we don't keep those chemicals in our brain balance. They don't, one thing is not going to give that to us all day long in picking the unhealthy food options does have other physical, physical issues that go with it. Uh, and, but I, I also know that some days when I'm just really struggling, that cup of coffee and a candy bar, well, I know it's a bad decision is the thing that I need in order to go take that walk and to get that motivation to write that piece of content or sit at my computer or, or find something else that's going to bring me the dopamine, that next to the dopamine that I need or that next serotonin uptake that I need. So sometimes the unhealthy choice, just because of what my body needs right now, is what's going to work to get me motivated enough to do that next thing. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting and true that it, you do need a lot of these things take motivation in themselves, like um, going doing some exercise. I feel mentally so much better. I can feel the endorphins, but actually getting that enough, I guess, dopamine to do it is the problem. <laughs> and that's why I find music for me, I'm a musician, my husband's a musician. Music is, is a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. So that will, I start my morning listening to something and it's always energetic and not soothing. Now, if I'm at my desk, I'm listening to ADHD, binaural beats or focus music or something like that, or sound movie soundtracks. I love movie, listening to movie soundtracks to concentrate. But Picking the things that are going to be the trigger with the issue that you're having right now and understanding to write up and write them all down. I'm a huge proponent. If you have a list, you can, my day sucks. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to take my shower. I don't want to brush my teeth. I, I, I just want to hide today. I have something written down that I don't have to think about. And I literally have one next to my bed. I of course have it on my phone. So it's always with me when I'm really struggling so that I have something to look at. There is no thinking process that goes into it. Now, of course, I have to be motivated enough to actually open up the app on my phone and read it. I mean, there is that. But if you can get in, create that habit for yourself so that you're creating 
that success loop. Because when you create the dopamine, you create success for yourself. When you create success for yourself, you create more dopamine for yourself. And when you create more dopamine, you create serotonin. And when you create serotonin, you create endorphins. And when you create endorphins, you're creating dopamine. And you could actually start creating your self-contained loops by getting into some of those really, really good habits of creating the dopamine you need to get moving. So I guess the same applies if you're faced with uh, tasks that you just, like what you said at the beginning, we good at creating a plan, but it's actually using that plan that's the hard bit. And you think this would help with that? Oh, I, I know it does. Cause I, I, once I get my clients to start following and we have a process and create that accountability, because sometimes you have to have those outside influences in order to create that good habit creating that planning accountability, you can actually create your own success loop with the planning process. If you find a planning process that works for you and everybody has something different, I use whiteboards and post-it notes. Um, they're clean right now because I hired somebody that actually came in, cleaned them up, took everything that I've been trying to get done for six months off of my list. And now I get to create more. Um, but by doing that, every time you cross something off the list, you're creating a dopamine hit, which creates a serotonin hit, which creates the endorphin hit. So you create your own loops by creating a new habit of crossing things off that planning list and breaking it down into tiny little bits. I think that's one of the biggest tips that most of my clients, they try to plan for their week and it doesn't get used because they tried to plan for a week. Our brains don't work like that. We plan in 10 minutes and 15 minute cycles because that's our attention span. There's nothing wrong with that. I have a client that every half hour reaches out to me and this is my plan for the next half hour and crosses those up. And she is extremely successful now because she does that. Just because regular people want to plan in a pretty planner and want to plan your whole entire month or your your whole year for your business and stick to that plan and reach those goals and have those new year's resolutions. Yeah. ADHD people don't do that crap. And we shouldn't bother because it's not how we work and we're not going to find success in it. And if we continue to make ourselves do things that don't create success, they create shame loops and instead of creating success. It's not how our brains work. I mean, each of us has a very different way of doing things. I have been doing this so long that I have really good planning habits and I can keep myself accountable to my own plan and I can plan three days at a time and stick to that and get all of those things done. I used to not be able to plan five minutes at a time and actually complete any one task. It's taken me 20 something years to get here. Some of my clients can do 15 minutes at a time. Some could do a half hour at a time. Some can do a whole entire week. It's, you just have to find what works for you and create new habits, micro habits. They're not like routines. We're not creating routines because we suck at routines and we don't like routines like at all. We don't like the word. We don't like anything about routine, but creating a micro habit can be a very powerful way to find those success loops that you need as an ADHD person. What would be an example of a micro habit? Micro habits. Uh, I know that every morning it, when I get out of bed, I have to pick out my clothes first. And then I have to go take my shower. 
and I have to brush my teeth. That's micro habit. Because if I don't do it in that order, none of those happen. I will stay in my pajamas all day and I won't be, have a successful day. But knowing that it's time to go to my dresser and picking out clothes is a dopamine hit for me. Because then I look forward to putting those clothes on. Love it. So at your desk, it might be something like checking your emails and then you reply to them immediately or... Yes. Or when I get to my desk in the morning, I get my keyboard set up the way I want and I pick out the color post-it notes I'm going to use for the day. And then I look at my emails. I mean, they could be as simple as that, or they could be as simple as I have a routine in how I make my coffee, which creates more dopamine for me as I'm making my coffee. Mm. This is fascinating. Never, never would have thought of it this way. Most people don't. And and there's very little, I've actually talked to my mentor um, in college and they're like, there's no studies about this out there. I need a PhD next to my name to make that, that happen. And I will tell you right now, me going through and writing a PhD thesis will never happen. So writing my master's was enough. You're essentially making tiny little rituals that increase the pleasure in. Yes, in whatever that thing that you've got to do. Again, picking up my clothes. I can't wait to put those clothes on. I can't wait for the goofy socks and the cute underwear or the cute t-shirt or I'm I'm actually dressed in something without a sarcastic saying or or sci-fi something on it today or a band t-shirt. But I love wearing those things. They give me pleasure. So interesting. And it could be the scent of the soap you use in the shower gives you that dopamine hit. It could be the lotion that you use. It could be the routine of as soon as I take a shower, I can go outside and play with my dog. Which, believe it or not, is is a very healthy thing to do from a complete overall body health standpoint, but it gives you pleasure playing with the dog and having an animal that you play with dog, cat, goat. I have a client who has goat, baby goats, and that's what she goes and plays with in the morning. I don't care what it is. An animal is one of the best dopamine upticks that you can possibly get. Well, I'm one of those. We all, I think almost every ADHD person has a fur baby of some sort. Or a slime baby. I have somebody who has lizards and snakes and that's what she likes. I'm like, please do. I don't know. I want something furry and soft and cuddly. Thank you. Wow, but so what works for you? What, what gives you pleasure? What are your pleasure receptors? And it sounds like what you're saying is you want to pair one of those pleasure, pleasure producing activities with something that you find not so pleasurable. Exactly. So the best planning strategies for actual work things that I have ever found is you do three tasks at a time. Everything is broken into three tasks. One you love, one you don't love so much or absolutely hate, whatever, and one you love. So two you love to do with the thing you hate to do in the middle. But the process is the thing that you love to do, you're going to dream about 
So you're going to set a timer. This sits on my desk and I use this all the time. This kind of timer that ticks and dings and makes noise. And he's cute because he's goofy looking. Um, at a timer. And you're going to dream about doing that thing you love. And you're going to plan it out in your head before you do it. You're creating dopamine and serotonin by doing that. Then you're going to do it, which will create more dopamine and serotonin. And then you're going to set a three-minute timer. And you're going to stand up and do the thing, the physical thing that gives you pleasure. I have a client that goes and sweeps her floors and cleans her counters because she loves to do that. That is not my thing. My thing is I'm going to have a dance party. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to sing. I'm going to listen to something. But I set a timer for three minutes. You've created more serotonin, more endorphins, and more dopamine. Then you're going to sit down and you're going to do some deep breathing for five seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, whatever you need. You're going to set your timer and you're going to dive into that thing that you don't like to do. And when you're done, you're going to cross it off the list because you got it done. And you're going to do a three-minute timer of those things, that, that, that physical pleasure reaction to getting that thing done. Then you're going to set your timer to think about and planning to do the thing you love to do, which it creates all of that again. Then you're going to do it, which creates even more. And then you're going to celebrate that you got done. You want to know how much you can get done in a day when you do that? Every client that follows through, I, mean, I do that all the time, usually up-levels their business by at least 25% in the first six months of doing that. Because they are getting things done instead of always being in that. I never get everything done for my business. And that whole process, I mean, the time it takes you, the actual tasks depends on what you're doing, but that whole process, all of that little extra things, only takes 15 minutes total for all those things before and things after. It's not a whole lot of time that you're adding. You're just making your brain work better through the whole entire process while doing it. Fascinating. And then you do the task after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're crossing things off of your list. You're crossing those three things off your list. So you're getting all of the thing done and you're creating that constant stream and constant input of dopamine, which increases the serotonin, which increases the endorphins, which means your body is functioning at a higher level. That's so fascinating. I will be trying it with myself and my son and we'll report back. I look forward to hearing about it. <laughs> Um, and again, over on organized operations, that's for if you have questions when you're going through this, hey, Danielle, this isn't working for us. Do you have a suggestion of something else that might? Please ask questions. It's what it's there for. I don't plan on charging for this training um, someday, but at this point, it's just available for everybody to get and for rewatch, replay as often as you need. Amazing. Well, that was really insightful. Thank you so much. I and you're really welcome. And I'm glad that you were able to stick around for pretty much the whole thing. Me too. feel very lucky. <laughs> All right. Have a lovely weekend. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.